Good afternoon. Welcome to episode nine of Tales from the Own with myself, BFG, and my co-host, Mark Solo Crew. Hello. The man himself. How are you doing, bud? I'm not too bad, matey. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, chat. Hello, everybody. How are you? Happy Father's Day. Yes. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Mm. Happy Father's Day to all the single mums out there. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And happy Father's Days to all the uncles as well. (laughs) Well, yes, yes. Blimey, can we get any more PC? (laughs) I I can't see why not. (laughs) If we're getting into the realms of one-legged, no. No, no, no. (laughs) So, good afternoon, Rachel, Chris Doyle, uh, Bill Manick. How are you doing, chaps? Thank you for joining us on this rather austere and cloudy afternoon. It was gorgeous sunshine this morning. Absolutely gorgeous. It's gone blur. Well, by all accounts, we're getting... um, I had a Met Office warning on my phone saying that we're going to get thunderstorms around here this afternoon. So wonderful. They're fabulous. Guys, don't mind a good thunderstorm. No, I don't mind a good thunderstorm, really. Mm. Afternoon, Mark. Thanks for joining us, mate. Right, so shall we start with the buffet? And this week, just as you're taking a large lungful. <laughs> large lungful. Would you like to tease us with what's on your tray this afternoon? Well, on my tray this afternoon, well, this morning, obviously, it's uh, Sunday. So Sunday is my up and closey uh, table cam time. So I do all my table cam stuff. So basically, I've got what I've been um, recording for next week's reviews, plus little bits and pieces. So in my hand, I have got the Hex Home. Hex <laughs> Home V3. I'm absolutely in love with this one. And I've gone back to my old uh, favourite, which is the Goon original. So yes, oh, nice. yeah, I think that's all nice and nicey and matchy matchy. So loving this one, I'm putting it down. Still gonna say thank you to my wife. Um, this was my anniversary present, and honestly, absolutely over the moon. I think you and me are terrible for PWM mods, aren't we? Oh yeah. <laughs> for some reason, I think I must be going through a phase of. Everyone knows I like my mechs, but I'm so like, I'm going through a phase of. PWM, uh, unregulated parallel mods and things like that. I'm into that at the moment. I think I've reached that pinnacle of mechs are all right, but I've reached Mm. that point where nothing is really getting me juices flowing or anything like that, whereas these kind of things I've always liked anyway, but I really, yeah, so that's what I'm getting back into at the present moment. It's interesting. A lot of people seem to be reaching that sort of mech peak. Mm-hmm. And instead of going for the boxes, have gone back to Matalum. Yeah, a lot of them have. Yeah. I, I, I bumped into an old friend I haven't seen for a while yesterday. And he he was a, a, a rampant mech head at one, at one mm. point. Mm. And there he was puffing away on a caliber. And then I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. No, I, I'm afraid I'm always going to be Cloudsboro Clouds. I, I can't help it. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've got Matalum, which I will show you in a second. Talking about mouth to long, may as well show it you now. This is the Zlide from Inakin. I really, really do like this one. Considering it's a mouth to long, I can do a direct to long ish kind of a vape with it. 
Got that on the Coolfire Ultra, and I still think that is a lovely little setup. I think still this. Go on. Still reminds me of a Ford GT. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You with that stripe down it. Yeah. Do you know what this would be good? Do you know how you get your your, your absolute beginner into vaping, mm. and then you just get that next level on. Yeah, it's not. No, it's not forty mar. It's four thousand, <laughs> four thousand mar bill. And do you know something? I love it. Are you being naughty, Bill? Are you mocking the one mistake we made? <laughs> one mi- oh God, you know me and terrible with numbers. And in that, I have got the Vape Doodoo Extinct Range, which is their ritual, which is um, blackberry, apple and mint. But the Ooh. mint isn't mint mint. It's like garden mint. That sounds similar to the Envoy. Mm-hmm. Really is nice. I do like it. And I'm not a big mint fan. But this combo. I've got this at 6mm nick at the present moment. Put two lots of nick shots in. It's struggling a little bit to wick on the uh, slide. But it's getting there. It's not. If I don't take too many draws, it's all right. Bill's just said, might be. <laughs> <laughs> also, I am on the... PAL 2, second edition. Review will be out, obviously, next week. Absolutely love it. If you're after a pod system, can't go wrong with this one. You really can't. Love it to pieces. I've got the 0.60 mesh coil in this one, and yeah, love it. Nice. In that one, yeah. In that one, I've got 21 vapes. This is the Queen of Hearts, which is a cherry drops, and that is really nice in this quite impressed was dripping on this one uh, for a bit for about I would say about three four hours and it was too strong on a dripper but in an actual tank it's a lovely vape really mm. yeah it was seemed it felt a bit a little bit overpowering after a while but yeah really been enjoying using that one also I have got me let get that one out got me jab four and it said jab three there mech Oh, I'm just loving this one. And in that, I've got my Blasmelon, which, yeah, can't fault that one. Is that one from Nick? This one, yeah. This is Nick's Mm. uh, range. I love the melon. Really is a nice, refreshing all-day vape. Not too too overpowering or anything like that. Just a nice, steady all-day vape. Brilliant. Also, I have got the uh, vape... Sorry, the Cool of Vapor... uh, have to bear with me it's the mgtk rda and underneath that i've got the flash vt1 notice i looked (laughs) and in that now this is this is going to be interesting i've got i'm going to do a um i wouldn't say juice review but a bit more than normal talking about juice because i've got two from um i'm gonna hope i'm gonna get this name right Halcyon, H-A-L-C-Y-O-N. Halcyon? Halcyon. Halcyon. Halcyon Days. Yeah. Well, this is Halcyon Haze. Now, these were kindly sent on to me by Cut Ice. And this one is called Gin Addiction. And to be honest with you, literally traded it about two, three hours ago. That's when I whipped up the RDA. And I'm getting a weird taste. Weird, weird, weird taste. This has got gin. It's definitely got absinthe in it. It's got menthol in it. And I'm getting a hint of lemon as well. 
Ooh. It's a very unusual rape, this one. The gin part of it is on the XL. Just slightly on that XL. It's not overpowering anything, because I don't like gin. But yeah, it's an interesting vape, this one. But there's sort of like, when you first smell it, it's got like a licorice smell. Right. Mmm. So I don't know what else is in this, but yeah, it is a, it's a strong vape. Really is a strong. Now this is only till mil, two mil neck, this. And yeah, it's interesting. So yeah, that's what I'm on at the present moment. So I'm going to be vaping that through most of the show. But we've also got, now I ain't got a clue what it is. This one's a lazy rascal. So I'm going to be having a try at that from Halcyon Ooh. Hayes. So yeah, so I'm going to be trying that later on. I've got the uh, little wasp nano already coiled up. And I just got to wick it while we're live. And uh, I'm doing that in a bit. So, uh, so. So, value for money this week, live yeah. juice testing. Well, <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to be doing that in a bit. <laughs> I'm impressed. Right, on to mine then, if, if we're doing... Is that yours done? Yeah, that's me done. Oh, I'm drinking uh, the usual um, Coke Zero. <laughs> One of these days you're going to get sent a Coke baseball cap the amount of fucking we do for that. You're not kidding. <laughs> Right, so we'll start off this week. Um, Enforcer. Nice one. With the Armageddon... God, it's a V2, isn't it? And in that, I've got literally the last dregs of my blue raspberry from Nova Vapes, which Rachel kindly uh, recommended, and you weren't wrong, kid. It's cracking stuff. Um, in the rewrap drag with the steam crave aroma miser light on top are you getting on with that i'm enjoying it mm. I, I i didn't get the, the coiling right mm. it's a four i found with a 4.5 mil cut on the coily mm. and just make sure that the coil is literally bang center because as you said in your review if you don't wrap the coils clockwise mm. they sit kinked yeah. Um, so once I'd sorted that problem out, <laughs> cut them to a 4.5, and then uh, I've got some um, that white stuff cotton. I'd not tried it before. Oh, yeah. And with that inside and the slight tweak to the coil, I've managed to take it up to about 46 watts, which appears to be my sweet spot. Hmm. Out of curiosity... Uh, on about coils, how do you uh, coil yours? Do you do clockwise or anti-clockwise? I know it depends on which hole I stick the wire through. To be honest, um... <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> now normally I do go clockwise, hmm. um, but this is the first ta tank I've had where the actual direction of coil has made that much difference. Did you ever get the recoil? You know, Green uh, Green's original recoil, original recipe. I've got a recoil. It's not an original. Well, that you still have to. You have to coil. If you do coiling for that, you have to have them anti-clockwise as well, because he uh, coils anti-clockwise. Because if you look at on the deck, Ooh. you've got two high posts and two low posts. Your two centre posts are low, and the other ones are high. So you have to do it anti-clockwise. So you have 
one high up, one low down there. Every day's a school day, isn't it? <laughs> All this time I've been coiling that thing, thinking, dang, dang. <laughs> I'll give that a go. That's oh, why. Nice that, that's why um, things like the Kelpie and that lot have designed it so that you can have it either way. Mm. 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 Hey, it bit naughty. <laughs> Not telling me this before. <laughs> How long have we been friends? <laughs> <laughs> and in the aromizer light, I have some basics. Oh, I, t- I tell you what. I can see why you mentioned them because mm. the this one's the blue slush, and it's not excessively cold, but it's got that lovely rich mouthfeel. It's like a syrup. Mm. It's it's yeah. The ones really, that really I, the nice. ones that I've had have been really nice. I mean, they're literally they're supposed to be. I think they are literally designed as an all day vape. You know, mm. a, a box standard uh, vape juice, which to be honest with you, I think they're cracking. I've had much more expensive stuff that wasn't as good. Mm. Much more expensive stuff that wasn't as good. Um, so we've done that one. Big boy build. So that's the Glass RDSA on top of the uh, Aegis. And in that, again, I've tried to make it last all week. The <laughs> Mystic Mint from Nova Vapes. I love this stuff. you got a thing for Nova Vapes, haven't you? I have, but the only thing I find is they work so much better if you let them steep. Mm. You know, the fruit flavours, yeah, you can shake and vape, but mm. stuff like the Mystic Mint and that, give them a couple of weeks, mm. really does make a huge difference. Sigeli um, Fushai 213 with the Mad Dog on top. Mm. This is my last one. And in that, I thought I'd try a new new flavour. Ooh. So that's Jersey Cream Raspberry Ripple. Ooh. Now that's, that was only purchased yesterday, so I've been a bit sort of previous. I've, I had him in Nick last night, mm. and it's, uh, it's nice. It needs a couple of weeks. Mm. It's just a bit, bit harsh at the minute mm. you know what I mean mm. and uh, there's a definite vanilla in there that I'm getting but uh, no I'm looking forward to sort of sticking this in the cupboard and dragging it out in a bit and see what I, I find that a lot of juicers need that uh, time to vape uh, to to steep it doesn't matter what they are uh, even um, fruit ones really do need that steeping time mm. it really does if I'd realised that when I started vaping, I think I would have uh, had a much more pleasurable experience, probably a wider range of tastes in juice. Because some of the stuff I got, I put straight onto dripper, you know, once mm. you've done as a shake and vape. And it just really put me off them. Mm. Yeah. Uh, King's Custard was one of them. Mm. You know, the, the, remember the, used to come in the glass bottles with yeah. the dripper? Um, I, I remember uh, buying that and thinking, yeah, great, shoved him with Nick, gave it a good shake, tried it, and it was one of the foulest things I'd ever tasted. Really? So I didn't touch it, 
and kept, and found it in the back of the cupboard about six months later, mm. and it was like, oh my god, where have you been all my life? Oh, bless. <laughs> So, but saying that, we, I mean, back in the day, uh, we always used to steep as juices, but then you used to have nicotine in them. So, a lot of the juices that you've got, you didn't have to steep them really long because obviously they'd been sat on the shelf with nicotine in them. Mm. But now, because you've got to add your own nicotine, yeah, I know a lot of them say, oh, you can literally shake and vape. Um, me personally, I still think it still needs that steeping time. Even if it's only so like 48 hours, it still needs steeping time. And I find mm. that things like you start getting into desserts, custards, anything that's slightly heavier than like a um, fruit juice, it's it does need that longer steeping time, especially custards. Custards really do need a nice, long, steepy steep. But saying that, if you get something like Lemon Lush, Lemon Lush needs a good steep. Really? Oh, yes, it really does. When you get Lemon Lush, you can always tell because um, Lemon Lush is so like a, a light colour when you get it. When yeah. you add your nicotine, you leave that for a good while. I'm on about so like a few weeks. When you come back to it, it gets darker and darker. And once it gets really dark, I'm almost like a coffee colour. You know yeah. it's really ready. <laughs> I mean, this is it. Um I mean, Bill's just said he vapes a lot of desserts and they all need to steep. Mm. That's not to say you're not going to get a good flavour if you just shake and vape. Oh, no, you're no, not, no. You're not going to get the full range of it. No. You're not going to get the depth. Mm. I see um, the problem. It, it's all because, obviously, uh, the TPD that we're, we've ended up being like this, but because um, people are so impatient... Mm. They want it there and then, so yeah, so I like shake of vape. So you will get well, a decent enough vape, but they, if you want the best out of it, yeah, let it steep. That's why I wonder sometimes whether pods have become so popular, mm. because obviously they do have, because it's normally 10 mil 50-50, mm. they do have nicotine or nick salts in it. Mm. So you don't have to do that weight. Mm. You know, as you say, it's been sat on the shelf, it's had a steep, mm. so you, you're getting the best flavour out of it from the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also like, I mean, if you get a 10ml bottle and it's already got the nicky already in it, the length of time that that's been in that bottle, it's probably already been steeping for a while anyway. So, yeah, mm. you probably, but obviously we want, we want more, we want bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so, unfortunately, you gotta, the, the downside of having uh, nick shots is that you've got to let them steep. It's just, it's just nature of the beast, I'm afraid. Yeah, I mean, it's not so bad if you've been vaping a while, but if you're a fairly new subomer, oh yeah, to totally. Yeah, I mean, and let's so face it. I mean, uh, JJ, I don't get it. Um, Hi, JJ. You've got to remember that sort of like new vapors that sort of like I'm on about people that's never known anything but the TPD. And mm. short short fills and things like that, they'll not know half that information, especially if they're not like us that are hobbyists and things like that. They won't know that, oh, I've got to leave it steep for a bit. Sorry. Why was so? <laughs> Forgot where the camera was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, that BFG's looking better. <laughs> you had that almost Doris Day look about you. 
Oh god, if I ever start looking like Doris Day, you need to stop taking it. God, I <laughs> but Bless you. I, I, I find it quite interesting, especially with juicers. And when you sp- start getting into people that are sort of like really into the juicers and the different ways that they actually steep it is quite interesting. Because you get some people, no, it must be in a dark cupboard. And every night I open it, let it breathe for half an hour, then put the lid back on, shake it, and put it back. And there's all different ways of doing it. Well, if you're going off that one, there's so many similarities with how you're supposed to treat sort of different... Letting it breathe, you know, with a good mm. wine. Mm. Yeah. And you, you keep that away from sunlight and all the rest of it. I mean, I know why we'd, a lot of people say the dark cupboard, because it stops the oxidisation of the nicotine, doesn't it? But uh, mm. UV can cause it to break down. Yeah. I mean, I always um, associate, especially when I used to do juice reviews, I think I've said this before anyway, when I used to do juice reviews, I used to have the mindset that you was tasting a, a wine or you was a tea taster or a coffee taster. That's mm. where it was. Um, that was the mindset. It was sort of like trying to find the, the different flavours that had been blended together to make this juice. And so like, there is a bit more of a, oh, this is juice. There's a bit more to it than that. So as somebody who's abused his taste buds from... Very, very early on. <laughs> I just don't have that sort of range. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, I, I, I know what juices are like, don't get me wrong. If it <laughs> tastes like, you know, cack, I will know. Mm. But um, I don't get the subtle nuances. Mm. I got mm. really, I, I must admit, I got really into it at one point. Just prior to the TPD coming in, I re- when when juice lines were juice lines, proper juice lines, or should I say, with nicotine in, and you got the full. I used to mm. really, really enjoy it, and then sort of like the TPD came in, and so sort of like yeah, kind of killed it for me. <laughs> it really did. Oh bless you, dear boy, bless you. Right, well. I think that's the buffet well and truly covered. Is it? Well, it is for me. Uh, <laughs> well, just before we go any further, just got to shout out Chris Doyle. Today, he's got his stack purge, his knuckle oh, RDA man. with some sad boy, sad boy, strawberry jam cookie, and me Titan mod with the Voltron RTA. Oh, and he's got the Enforcer and the Apocalypse RDA with the sad boy blueberry jam cookie. There you go, just thought I'd mention that. He's got a better selection than we have. I know. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> He's only got little hands and all. How's he dealing with that Titan? <laughs> that thing's huge. <laughs> that is a big man. Saying that, I'd, we were talking the other day, me and uh, Chris, and we are on about the Titan, and I thought he was on about the other Titan, which is the series box. Yeah. I would love one of them. (laughs) (laughs) You've got that look in your eyes. I know, I've got this... I I don't know, I said it before when I was talking about the Hexone. I've got a thing for um, Hammond Box mods at the moment. It's just how it is. Well, like I said on Thursday, I would still be Cherry Bomber. Do you know something? I still wouldn't mind getting old of a Cherry Bomber. I mean, they can't be dear now. I bet they're about 20 quid now, because they'll be all clones. 
Yeah, I mean, but then they were called cherry bombers for a reason. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I remember watching. Oh, what was it now? I think it was Dave Dawn. I mean, we're going back in the day when uh, the cherry bomber first came out, and Dave Dawn, he's literally um, started auto firing live. It was like he was just sat there, and it was just all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Good old days. Jay Jerry's on a nice little sell. The V-Boy 200 and the Smock Baby Mini V2 Dual Mesh Coil with Strawberry Shake. Nice. I, I, I quite like those V-Boys. Mm. Yeah, nice little mods. Mm, they are. Very nice. Mm. Mm. Right. Have, so, we got, have we got any news, sire? Anything news, have... newsy, newsy? It, it's not happy. Mm. Whenever, when it, whenever it is. <laughs> However, San Francisco's vape ban is inching closer. And mm. uh, despite a ban of all things vape within city limits, including the eviction of Jewel from its offices, which I found interesting. Really? Yeah, apparently it looks likely that Jewel will be ousted from their uh, offices in San Francisco. Uh, so the company has begun talks with the local po- politicians and is offering to pay for the installation uh, um, to the state of the uh, age verification scanners at a cost of around $5 million. Well, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, that's what I thought. So the bill to ban the sale of all vape products from San Francisco moves to the uh, city's full board on June the 18th. So what's that, two days away? Mm-hmm. And uh, behind the scenes, Jules Management has held talks with the board and they reckon that it was constructive. The company employs over a 1,000 people in San Francisco, which given its own by the city would mean Jules being evicted. So that's why. Mm. Um, in a somewhat conciliatory interview with San Francisco uh, Chronicle, The CEO, Kevin Bird, said the company was partially responsible for the alleged teen vape epidemic. What epidemic? Mm. (laughs) However, pointed out that once things became clear, Jewel acted immediately. That's that's an interesting stance there from Jewel. It's not quite saying, yeah, you're right, but it's, it's taking some of the blame on their shoulders, isn't it? When we start talking about Jewel, Mm. I just don't get the company. I really do not get it. I just don't. It's like we were talking on on Thursday's show when uh, Gabe was talking about it. I literally had a Jewel, and I was excited to find out what this Jewel was all about. I got the opportunity to try it. And to be honest with you, I think it's pants. Um, mm. I really do. The fit and finish of the actual uh, pod itself is it's very square. It's mm. very ba- it's really, really basic. It's very sharp edges. Uh, it's not very comfortable in the mouth. The airflow that's on it was very, very airy. Too airy for a mouth to lung for me, mm. personally. The flavour that we had, you could hardly taste the flavour. It was very well. I, you can taste flavor, obviously, and you've got vapor, but it was very, very muted. It wasn't exactly mind blowing or anything like that. And another thing that really wound me up was that you had the 
charger. You had to have this uh, charger yeah. uh, connection uh, that connected to your USB. And obviously, it was a tiny little docking station, really tiny little docking station that you had to clip in, and then obviously get that into your USB. And it was that small that it saw like that was so easy to lose. So easy to lose. And mm. once you've lost that, you can't even charge the thing up. But the fit and finish of it that made me, because it just felt like just literally folded aluminium. Or yeah. Aluminium. <laughs> <laughs> and and I mean, that's it. I tried one. Exactly the same points as you. But what I found was, you know, the charger mm. on my laptop, because of the way the USB port was actually in, the charger was upside down. Really? So I couldn't, I couldn't just plug it straight into the, the laptop. Mm. You had to have a cable. You know, mm. So that's, a, that's a, a female to male USB mm. before you could even charge the damn thing. Mm. You know, on, on, my, uh, on my PC, fine, no mm. problem. Bang it in, bump. Yeah. But what a horrible, horrible thing. This is why I just don't, I, I really don't get, I, I just don't get it. I mean, I, yeah, I appreciate that. So, like, it was probably one of the first early pod systems out there. And I know people like Ruby Roo and people like that actually raved about the actual pods themselves. But obviously in America, they've got it, was it 50 mil, Nick? Yeah, and which, I think that's, that's the kicker. Yeah, which is the the added bit. But the actual thing itself, I'm surprised that it's kicked off the way that it has. It just surprises me. Well, I mean, we've got so many more aesthetically pleasing options now. Mm. You know, the Pebble. Mm. Not, not a great pod, but quite nice to look at. You know, the Penguin. I mean, the Helix, that Helix yeah. is absolutely brilliant compared, and it's nice in the mouth, you've got a really nice vape off it, you've got a really nice restricted um, airflow control, charges up really nice, and your simple, you know, USB uh, connection, and mm. yeah, brilliant. Well, like I was t- saying to you, um, I yesterday went out and bought my mother-in-law a Caliburn, because mm. uh, she's looking to, she started smoking again and wants to come back off. What a nice looking bit of kit. It was nice, it was comfortable in the hand, very similar design to Jewel, hmm? but it felt a much more quality product, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, a I'm... lot of them out there. I mean, absolutely a stack load of pod systems that are out there now that are far superior, far, far hmm. superior to the Jewel. Well, I mean, that was another thing about the Caliburn. Um, when I was. I was doing a bit of research before I went out and bought it. And uh, one of the things that I really liked about it was because of the big juice holes on the intake, mm. it could handle 70 30. Mm. Yeah. It, it, it's not a massive thing, but for her, that was far more use than having been restricted to 50 50. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I mean, me, I'd, if you're going for a pod system, I'd recommend somewhere like this. See, that's the sort of thing I'd go for. And the reason why I would definitely go for this one is because I don't actually class this as a pod system. This is more of what I call an AIO. Yeah. Because you can change the coils. Same with like the Aspire Sprite and things like that. Very, very similar. You can change the coils. And because you can change the coils, I think that's better. So, but, see, now, 
that that's an interesting point because uh, my father-in-law he wasn't getting on with the pen mm. so uh, I gave him the jacks oh yeah AI, AIO he's loving it mm. you know the mouth to lung on that suits him down to the ground mm. but as we've always said it's horses for courses isn't it oh yeah of course yeah. I mean not everything's going to suit everybody at the same time but mm. The duel, uh, for how much publicity and how much venom that duel has um, in this country, here in the UK, I do not think they are going to be able to take the hold that they have in the U- US. And I think it's all down to that um, nicotine limitation. Well, yeah, plus, I mean, I think they're trying to pull the same dirty tricks that they have over in the States, and it's not flying. Yeah. Um the the likes of the the mystery shopper and all the rest. I mean, mm. we covered that far more in depth on Thursday. Mm. Um, speaking of which, if you haven't seen the arm service, you know it is available. Feel free once we've finished. Be yep. polite. Yep. <laughs> Go Bill, have a look. Bill's just turned around and said the one problem I have with pods is too many use canthal, which gives me a bad taste after the first couple of hours. Some, though, use stainless steel 316 coils now. A lot of uh, ones I've noticed are using nichrome, and now a lot of people are allergic to nichrome as well. So, uh, yeah. Mm. There's a few few of the newer ones seem to be using ceramic as well. Mm. Oh, yeah, a lot of them use them ceramic, yeah. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've never... I like nichrome. I don't have an issue with Nikron. No, I don't. But uh, there is quite a few people that do seem to have a... Yeah, I was quite surprised at it, um, especially this last, um, I would say, month or so. Um, I've been doing, you know, my reviews and that lot, and I've had comments... Um, I've had comments in the comments section about people not being... Uh, liking Nikron because they're allergic to it. And it's all like, yeah... I mean, it, it makes sense. It heats, you know, there's no, very little ramp up time with Nichrome, is there? Brilliant. I found that with the Max. It's mm. fab. But uh, afternoon, Tomac. Afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> At least he didn't do Mary Poppins this week. <laughs> <laughs> it, it were close. It were close. Afternoon, Mary Poppins. <laughs> Hey, after Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I take that as a compliment. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think getting back to the, the, the pod kits and Nicro, the issue being that some of those pod kits are going to be by people that have never vaped before. Mm. So they're not going to know whether they've got a, a Exactly, yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, so I do think it's a bit risky putting that into a starter device. Mm. I but, mean, Canthal is probably about the safe bet because it's. Mm, I've I've never heard anyone being allergic to Canthal. No, no. I mean, t- to be honest, I don't get on with stainless steel. Mm. Oh, I, I do. I never used to, and it was who was it now? Uh, Devil Vapor. Oh, Dean, oh, yeah. he got me into um, stainless steel because that's what he really liked. Now, I like big, thick, chunky wire. Um, mm. I'm not, I'm not, especially when I'm building myself, I'm no like 
20 gauge, 21 gauge, um, that area. So I, I I like to play around with chicken wire, basically. And especially <laughs> with Mimex. The downside to stainless steel is that you have to have at least one more wrap on yeah. your coils because it's so like lower um, resistance on it. And it took me a while to get used to that. So like well, remembering that, oh, yeah, I've got to do an extra wrap on it too. I mean, Max. But yeah, I mean, I use um, uh, stainless steel uh, 317. That's nice as well. Ooh. Instead of 316. Yeah. And I also use, is it 307 as well? Or is it 305? I've been using that as well. That ramps up really, really quickly. Very Ooh. clean. Very clean. Timmy! Buddy. Afternoon, Timmy. Timmy! <laughs> <laughs> did you see Tim's, that's it uh, three, 304 I mean 304 stainless steel sorry to interrupt you sorry. 304 stainless steel is the same stuff that they make um, exhaust pipes out of <laughs> don't because I've got a mental image now <laughs> the exhaust pipe <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no did you see Timmy's uh, video with he's finally built his series beast I haven't no oh that's that's a big old beast Timmy's uh, been having a go up. Bless him. <laughs> that sounded wrong, didn't it? <laughs> In, insert joke here. <laughs> no, no. Well, let's stay away from the word insert, all right? <laughs> oh, that's no. a big one. And insert there. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. Timmy, no. sorry, mate. <laughs> it's, it's a lovely looking, looking bit of kit, though really is i'll have to pop over and have a look oh it's it's up there on facebook fabulous mm. <laughs> right oh. so we've done i think that's all the news oh god timmy's just said it's heavy <laughs> you're bragging son <laughs> behaves not that kind of show <laughs> that kind of show oh dear god oh I, I think that's all the news that we uh, we need to cover this week because the rest of it's all very stuff that we've discussed. Oh, it's been oh. very very doom and gloom, hasn't it? Yeah, it, it's it's terrifying. It really is. I mean, there's more. There's been more positive reports out in recent months than there's ever been. Mm. And now, but nobody seems to be taking any notice of it. Mm, it seems to be bypassing everything at the present moment. But well, uh, it, it points the fact that vaping has taken a massive chunk out of Big Tobacco's profits. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's, it's evidently obvious what, what's going off. I mean, when you when we heard about it, I mean, on, what was it now? The uh, Not Blowing Smoke... Uh, campaign that went off I mean that went off about two years ago must be maybe a bit more mm. and they brought out the um, explanation of the settlement agreement and all that lot and it was so like yeah that, and now it's blatantly obvious it's all down to the uh, them losing money <laughs> but, but I mean that, that still doesn't explain the Australia situation for me mm. no because I don't think they had the same sort of agreement, but for some reason they've really become anti-vaping mm. Australia. 
And they so like they was getting to the stage where they was positively vaping, and then all of a sudden, swapped over. Yeah, just it makes you wonder. Mm. Really, does make you wonder. I mean, New Zealand seem to be a bit more balanced on this, but the, the Kiwis normally are on most things, aren't they? They, mm. they seem to have that. To, what's the word? Oh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. I bet you, yeah, I bet you any money though. I mean, let's face it. I mean, Australia's one massive big place. Really, is massive mm. big place. And I bet you any money on it, there will be a black market going off there, and it'll be thriving. You know, making your own mods, making your own juices, and all that. Like, I'm sure in the middle of the outback somewhere, there'll be some serious modding going off there. I really do. I'm just sorry. I've just had visions of these bush rangers. Yeah, stood around it still. What do you reckon? Yeah, strawberry and cream. <laughs> Bloody lovely. Don't <laughs> <laughs> no. But it's true. I mean, me. I mean, let's face it. You, you, you. You, I, I was watching a program. Was it last night? Yeah, it was on last night on D Max, and it was moonshiners. Oh, they were making, still making moonshine. It was so like, well, yeah. So you can so like, you can imagine it. People are going to carry on vaping no matter what. Oh, uh, I mean, Bill's just raised an interesting point. In New Zealand, uh, apparently, they had a problem with the Maori women uh, smoking rates. Mm. Yeah. Um, so they were they using vape to literally target them. It's interesting. Mm. <laughs> Bill's just Aussies vaping kiwis. There's a picture. <laughs> Don't do it. They won't taste nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. That's why I, I've got to admit we we, we were, you and me were talking about it uh, on. When was it now? Either Thursday or Friday. And I turned around to you and said, I, I still miss, and this sounds silly, I miss the old days of vaping when it wasn't mm. as um, popular, should I say, because there was so like that many DIYers, you know, mod mill, uh, mod makers, we were all making mods, we were making juice and all that lot. And there was a lot more stuff going off. Instead of nowadays, it's so like the news is... Who's going to try and stop us from vaping now? Who's going to do yeah. this? Who's going to take this away from us? This law's coming into... Whereas before, it used to be more about, oh, have you seen this new mod? Oh, have you seen this new... Somebody's doing this. New guy that started making mods. And it was like, it was more that in the news than anything else. Yeah, and, and the, the stories that you got was, if you've got this device, you know drill out the air holes for a better flavour and you know yeah yeah oh, Bill, Bill totally yeah five yeah. years ago um, yeah we were doing a hell of a lot more I mean it was sort of like someone would get an RDA and I mean five years ago RDAs there were no such thing as uh, big air there was big air wasn't there and everything that you ever had if you had an RDA you had to drill out holes to make an airy vape, and it was so like, yeah, them days I I do miss, I really do miss them. I think that's probably where the the basis for the uh, hobbyist mm. came from, wasn't it? You yeah, 
because now it's, it's pods. If you start vaping, say I started vaping yesterday, mm. I know just because I'm lazy, I'd have gone for a pod. Mm. I'd have probably gone for the sub ohm later mm. um, because I, I'm one of these vapors that needs cloud. Mm. You know, if, if I'm not seeing a fog bank coming out, it ain't working. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a mental thing with me. I get more satisfaction. Mm. I could probably switch down to zero nick as long as I've got the cloud. Mm. Yeah. Ah, Timmy's just said less artisan builders, more big business and politics. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 the crux of it. I think the top and bottom of it. I think when vaping changed was when the money got involved. Yeah. And as soon as the money got involved, that's when things really did change, and you could see that transition changing from. When it was a hobbyist, I mean, literally, the word mod is literally modified. This is sort of like, we used to go to pound shops and buy torches, and that's how we used to make mods to vape on. Because at the time, you sort of like, maximum were what, 15, 20 watts, if that? If you were lucky? I think that was about the most powerfulest mod you could get at the time. So that's why I got into mechs, because obviously you needed that more power and things like that. I mean, but now, obviously, you can just buy it all off a shelf now. It's all money. Money yeah. spoiled it, I think. You're not kidding. But it'll mm. be interesting to see once the money starts to drop out, mm. what happens then? Because, the, I mean, the way it's going, if the politicians put all the rules in the place... Mm. Are we going to see a vaping Mark II? Mm. It's an interesting thought, isn't it? It is. It's going to be very, very interesting. Mm. So, I, well, I think we've done enough vaping chat for now, haven't we? We have done a lot of vaping chat. Yeah, we've done a lot. We, we don't normally do that much on tails. No, we don't normally. I've got this juice to do and all as well. Indeed, yeah. I was going to suggest why don't we uh, okay, move over to juice time? Juice time, right? In the square window, and now in the square window, I haven't even right. <clears throat> We've got this. Um, I don't normally do juice reviews, as you know, but I wanted to get this one out uh, because. Uh, well, the kind of people at uh, cut is it cut ice? Yeah, cut ice uh, asked me to do this one, and it was so like I said, okay, why not? Go on, go on. So let's get this one out. This one is called uh, Lizzie Rascal. What? So, sorry, it was Bill's comment. Pump play school. <laughs> play school. Pump play school. Like it. And this uh, Halcyon Haze. Halcyon Haze. So there you go. And this is called Lizzie Rascal. I ain't got a clue what it tastes like. So I do like the packaging on that. Do you know something? It's very, very sensible. Very, very, yes, very, very, very mature. Very yes. mature and sensible. Yes. Uh, this is obviously a 10ml bottle. And this is a 2ml nick. The writing on it is very, very small. Very, very, very small on here. So I can't see. Yeah, it's got the ingredients. And it's got all the warnings and all that good stuff. It's got the uh, batch number and best before date. So we're all right for all that lot. So, right, going to have that on my Red Sport. I've got it on the Wasp Nano using 
24 gauge on this one and I've got how many wraps is that one two three four five six seven wraps that's coming out at 0 0.46 so just shy of half at home right there cotton it up banta today I will be using Bravo cotton thread the coil father there you go this was kindly sent on to me by hip hop juice so thank you very much hip hop juice <laughs> you can ask questions while you're at it <laughs> I will I've not seen that one before I've been interested I know Right. Mark Bill's just put core thin wire for Mark. Oh, and it's laces. Laces. Double-ended laces. So <laughs> Yeah, we're not... It's Sunday afternoon, mate. We're not going into that one. Right, let me, let me get this one in. <laughs> well, that was nice and easy, yeah. Got that one in Ooh, there. There you go, you got a lot there. I should have put my auto-zoom on. Right, pair of scissors. Mm-hmm. Tetley, play nice. Right, what's Tetley say? You do on, Mark. Am I due on? Yes, I'm due on. <laughs> ah, tweezers. Get the old tweezers in. Right, just slap that in there. You know, this could be an absolute disaster, this. It could be no, the most grossest juice out ever. So, right, we've got that in. I'm sure it'll be gorgeous, mate. There you go, all wrapped up there. Nice and neat. Very tidy. Right, let's give it the old knuckle test. So this is a Lazy Rascal. Give it a drizzle. Strawberry. Yeah. Definitely a strawberry, but there's a slight sour in there as well, so I'm not quite sure. I'll give this a drizzle. Strawberry kiwi, you reckon? I'm not quite sure, to be honest with you. Definitely strawberry in there. It's got that, um, what I call a candy strawberry. Right. I've got that at 44.4 watts at the moment. Right. Get that in there. And there. Good crowd. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what the ratio is on this one, to be honest with you. It doesn't state. Not that I can save I think it looks quite thin, to be honest with you. So I've mm. got a feeling it's like a 50-50 juice, this one. Mm. Ah, strawberry, mixed fruits, lime, mint. Ah. Ah, it's just got a little... I mean, the writing on this one is... At, you, you can't even see that. It's that tiny. Blimey. Yeah. Just... The gold on purple doesn't help. No, it doesn't, to be honest with you. Hmm. Well, the first flavour I'm definitely getting is that strawberry. And hmm. then it's sort of like I'm getting a, a, a citrusy, so obviously that's the lime. Not the greatest, to be honest with you. Did you get much of the mint in that? Or was it more of an after on the on the XL? 
mint i'm not really getting to be honest with you it's so, there is something there you it's that strawberry that's really kicked it's like that candy flavored strawberry mm. This probably explains why the lime's in there, just to sort of cut that sweetness. Yeah, the lime's there. There's, there's something else. Yeah, you are getting mint, but it's a very um, spearminty kind of a, that aftertaste of spearmint. Yeah. You know, instead of having a full-blown spearmint, it's that once you've had the sweet and you've got that aftertaste in your mouth, mm. you're getting that. That actually sounds quite pleasant. It's almost perfumey. I'm getting a perfumey taste to it as well. I wonder if that's your mixed fruit. Could be. You know how you get your palmer violet um, type of um, fruit um, flavoured perfumey type of mm. vape? Yeah, I'm getting kind of hints of that. Mm, interesting. Got to admit, not one of my favourites, but there you go. That was, uh, uh, what was it? Lazy lazy Rascal from Halcyon Hayes. Halcyon Hayes. Halcyon Hayes. So just want to give, um, what the company was it again? Uh, Cut Ice E-Liquid Laboratories. A big shout out. Say thank you very much for letting me try that one. And obviously letting me try the... Uh, gin's addiction as well so big shout out to them once thank you very much the, the guys that do the um they also do the is it yeah 13 sins range and they also do the rude oil and the tea juice as well uh cut ice so uh, yeah thank you very much do, do appreciate that one thank you yeah if you uh if you go onto google and uh, look for halcy and hayes um they've got a full site it's a very interesting uh have you got the are you got it actually on yeah, I've got it all. Oh, you'll have to... Uh, what the profile is, then, of this? On the Lazy Rascal? Yeah, Lazy Rascal. What's the profile? What, two sets? It's Lizzie Rascal. Lizzie Rascal. What did I say? Yeah, no. Lazy. Lazy. It's yeah, sorry, Lizzie Rascal. Uh, according to the website, it's a twisted berry mojito. Uh, Lizzie Rascal's sweet and innocent exterior gives way to a mischievous sense of adventure at her core. Containing bold notes of strawberry and red fruits, blended with subtle hints of lime, lemongrass, and mint. Ah, it might be that lemongrass then. But this uh, doesn't lemon. If I remember right, lemongrass dries it out a little bit, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it, it. That may be where you were getting that sort of uh, aniseed. No, so that was that, that. No, that was the um, gin one. Oh, that was the gin. Mm. I can get you the flavour. Uh, let's get that out. Gin's addiction is a decadence. Uh, they describe it as bold and charismatic. She has a penchant for exquisite mixes and subtle tastes, and that's a blend of white gin, natural black currant, absinthe, lemon, mint mm. fusion, and a light menthol. So mm. yeah, you were bang on all the way. Yeah. That's not bad. I actually, out of the two, I prefer uh, the gin addiction. That gin addiction is really nice. And considering I'm someone that's not a mental person, this is nice. But there's a there's an Earth Brother as well, mm. um, which is a Turkish tobacco. It's uh, Turkish tobacco. Tobaccos aren't my bag, but 
it sounds quite interesting. Mm. And then a Northern Lights, which is uh, licorice and the freshness of red and white grape punch. That sounds interesting. I wouldn't mind a try of that. I like licorice. Yeah, I like I like, I like I like licorice as a vape as well. <laughs> it's worrying when you get messages in the in the chat. Just taking a quick break and popping in to say hi again. Now I've found, finally found the weapon I wanted in my game. Rachel, you're scaring me. Bless <laughs> 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 you. Hmm. Oh, bless so, you. Oh. That, that was an interesting uh, hmm. change from the norm. Well, I don't normally do... Well, as you know, I don't do juice reviews. So I thought it would be... Uh, Nice to do something a little bit different, even though it was so like not the greatest, not the greatest of flavours. Must admit, not my profile, but uh, yeah, something different. Yeah. Mm. Well, do you never know? I mean, gin, the alcohol ranges seem to be improving. In, uh, I never used. To, well, I'm, I'm I'm not a big um, alcohol vape flavoured fan. Um, when I was at Expo, there was quite a few tobaccos I wanted to try, but a lot of them had rum in them, and I just don't like that alcohol kind of taste to me vape. Mm. Now, I know. I, I mean, I, obviously, I know there's no alcohol in it, but yeah. See, I can't take, can't stand tobacco, but I love the flavour of rum. Mm. You know, if I, if I could find something that was like a Captain Morgan's and, and Coke in a vape. Oh, I'm I mean, sure that I'm sure I'm sure there will be one out there. I'm <laughs> sure, sure there would be definitely one of them. Oh, we've got an update. It's not as scary as it sounds. Rachel was playing Borderlands Two and has just spent the last forty minutes looking for a gun that fires unicorns. Okay. Mm. <laughs> you you okay. haven't got a lot of very scratched up Pink Floyd albums, have you, Rachel? Just wondering. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bless you. Uh, right. So, we're into the last... Oh. Hour. Yeah, the last bit. Mm. So, last week we did... We did... Good Omens. Do you know something? I have to, since watching Good Omens, I've ended up watching um, Devil's Advocate. Yeah. And I also watched Constantine. There was a series that should never have been cancelled. I've never, never watched the series. But the- I have also heard, we're on about Constantine, there might be another one with Keanu Reeves. He wants to do it. it uh, don't get me wrong. Keanu Reeves, awesome. Love him. Love him to bits. Stick with the John Wick because he ain't Constantine. I enjoyed really. it. I, I like that film. Mm. But trust me, watch the TV series. Yeah. Did you ever read Hellblazer? which was the comic series yeah. that John Constantine came from. Mm. If you, The TV series and the comics, identical. They mm. lifted. The guy, I, I really wish I could remember the actor's name. Hold on. I might have to Google through this. So we've got Constantine. Because he's just appeared in uh, Legends of Tomorrow. 
because that's taken more of a magical twist in the third series. Mm. And uh, he's absolutely what I always envisioned John Constantine to be. Mm. Uh, he's, he's just got that sort of devil-may-care attitude. Mm. And you know, you know at the heart, if he wanted to get something done, he'd sacrifice everybody in the room to do it. Mm. Yeah. Which was always the... Uh... Right, here we go. So, Matt Ryan. That's the name I was looking for. All right. He is the... the... I told you, chop it into smaller bits. <laughs> Sorry, I'm one of these people. I, I have to put this stuff away. Sorry, you do. I have to oh, it's cool. Matt Ryan is, was the most inspired bit of casting I've seen in the TV series for a long, long time. Mm. I'll have to have a look at that. Oh, it's I assume it's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If it's not, it's on Amazon. Mm. Is it on Amazon? Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, oh, I'm just catching up with the Good Omens. Rachel says she loved it. Uh, they need more. Oh God, uh, the Good Omens. It, it, if they don't make another one, there's something wrong. I think you'd be you'd be treading into dodgy ground because of the way that the you'd be going off book. Oh yeah, of course. You'd have to if go it, off book. Yeah, I mean, if Neil Gaiman Gaiman's involved, why do I keep on calling him Gaiman? Neil Gaiman's involved. I wouldn't have any qualms whatsoever. Mm. You know. Um, I mean, obviously, we can't have Pratchett because he's no longer with us. No, no. But, I mean, as as one of his lines in his book said, as long as somebody's speaking your name, you're never truly gone. Exactly. Yeah. I, I thought that was a wonderful, wonderful line. Mm. I mean, Rachel's just said uh, she got the eldest to watch it. She still needs to watch the last three episodes, but she's enjoying it so far. Mm. That's the one thing I love about it. It stretches right across. Mm. You know, uh, Tenant, perfect cartoon grin, definitely Bill. Can't can't fault you on that. And I think, oh, what's is what's the name of the Welsh guy played Azrafel? Michael Michael Sheen. Yes. That was inspired as well. Mm. I know he's a friend of Neil Gaiman's, but really was an inspired choice because mm. I think he got it down to a T. Mm. Um, Bill's just said Neil Gaiman is the sort of mind that can can, can continue it perfectly. Yeah, he mm. has. I think it would be brilliant. And I think for anybody else to do it, really wouldn't be paying Pratchett's memory uh, any respect at all. You know, it's got to be Neil Gaiman or nobody. Mm. Yeah, I th I still think it's got legs though. I think it's definitely got legs for another continue the the the, the way, this, especially if they get two two same characters, two same actors, and mm. carry on. If they keep the in fact, if they keep the whole cast as it was going, they they could expand on it. That's and I think if they expanded, they could expand through the decades as well. There getting up to stuff through the decades. And I think they, they could really get delve into it. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of stuff in the book that they didn't use uh, with the historical stuff. Mm. You know, um, like Bill's just said, he thinks it'd become a lot a lot darker. 
I, I think so too, probably, but mm. that's Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, have you ever watched uh, or read Neverwhere? No. That is awesome as well. Mm. Um, quick sort of synopsis. Very uh, successful guy from Scotland, moves to London, involved in uh, finance, yeah. He's high-flying, rich girlfriend, involved with the great and good, and comes across a homeless person that he mm. helps. And that introduces him to the world of Neverwhere, which is the world beneath London. It's almost like sort of, it's London, but it's parallel. Mm. There's a lot of mysticism in it and, and puns and it's an absolutely engaging story. It's brilliant. Really is worth watching. Uh, BBC uh, did a six part adaptation, which was produced, I believe, by Lenny Henry and Neil Gaiman. And it was awesome. I thought I'm going to have to start having a look for it. Uh, you might have problems finding that one because that was a long time back. Mm. Um, but it's well worth hunting down. Mm. It really is. So. Well, while we're on about things like that, I mean, we, we've turned around and said about what films would like to be remade. What science fiction TV series would you like to see reimagined? Oh, ultraviolet. Mm -hmm. Ultraviolet. If you ever saw it, with the it was the Channel Four, I think it was originally on. Was it Channel Four? Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. But it was a sort of myth, it was a modernisation of the vampire myth. Mm. Sort of cops and robbers and and, and uh, very very taut thriller. Mm. I, th I think that that definitely has some legs if you wanted to reimagine it and open up the narrative a bit. Mm. I'd like to see Space 1999 redone. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, of you could. I, I, I loved it myself, but Martin Landau, I mean, he was just, you know, iconic. I still think they could do redo that one. And I think they could redo Blake 7 as well. That I'd love to see. Mm. I mean, let, let, let's face it. I mean, we've got uh, Battlestar Galactica re redone, which they did very, very, very well. But yeah. got but got very, very political in it. And I think that's the line you'd have to be really careful mm. of in a remake of Blake 7. Yeah. Especially with the current climate, mm. and world politics and all the rest of it. I'd like to see things like Tomorrow's People redone. They already did that. Did they? Or they did it. The Americans did it. Mm. Um, but theirs was based more on genetic mutation than uh, mm. the idea that these were the ultimate humans. Yeah. Mm. Um, it was good. Mm. It was good. It, it wasn't bad. I'm trying to think what else. There was one. I think it was called Sign. Was he? No, that's the film. It was a. It was an English sci-fi, and there was a, a Mandelbrot that appeared, and it was an invasion from another dimension. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking what late eighties, early nineties, and it was it was an absolute cracker. You know, it, there was no alien, there was very little CGI, but this thing had you hooked. Mm. I'm trying to think what that 
Earth it was called. Um, more Google foo. Apologies. Have you got another one that you, you'd like? Sapphire to and Steel. Oh, yeah. But again, such iconic actors in the mm, roles. I know he would, but I think a modern take on Sapphire and Steel would be interesting. I used to love that as a kid. <laughs> Scared the crap out of me. It was yeah, dark. The, it was a well, dark. The, fa- the, whole, the whole thing where the, the bad guys were faceless, mm. that just freaked me out. <laughs> It was, it was just, it was very deep as well, wasn't it? Mm. I seem to remember it being very, very deep. Mm. I mean, the Invisible Man's been done. Yeah. Because they did a reboot in the 90s with the guy who was a thief and it, the invisibility bit was down to an implant, um, which was good. But I really liked the way the 70s uh, David McCallum version of it mm. you know with the the scientist that made himself invisible to yeah him. you know that was awesome I mean, yeah that were a good version that I used to like that it, there was something quite sort of cuddly about it you know <laughs> cuddly about it okay yeah it was it wasn't it was one that kids could watch along with, with mum and dad oh know? yeah I mean it was definitely the incredible Hulk family thing it wasn't exactly it was almost like uh, man from atlantis and all that like wasn't it oh that was awesome I'd, that's one i'd like to see i reckon they could do so much more with that now mm. oh especially with cgi and all that lot well this i mean the half the problem with man from atlantis was the cost of actually making it because mm. obviously everything all the underwater scenes and stuff but they did have some very camp uh, villains if i remember in man mm. from atlantis the old guy in the, the big wool chunky cardigan mm. who's always trying to take over the world. Hitchhikers? No, I think I think that's a time piece, that. I mean, they did the film and I thought the film was terrible. Yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it? I, I, I enjoyed the film. Mm. Mainly because uh, Alan Rickman doing the voice of Marvin. Well, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, just, I, I think I think some things are timepieces. It's like Red Dwarf. It's like redoing Red Dwarf. It, no, you you can't redo it because of the it was that time, it was that era. Oh, oh, oh! While I was Google fooing, there is various. Uh, Pardon me. According to Den of Geek. Blake 7 reboot has been passed yeah, me by too, sci-fi. Uh-huh. But that's back in 2013, so it's obviously never appeared. Mm. So it looks like there is interest in doing a Blake 7. I think it, it would be good. I used to like Blake 7. I mean, the, I know there's books I'd like to see being TV series, like uh, anything by William Gibson. Mm. You know, Neuromancer... Uh, Mona Lisa Overdrive you know something of that ilk I, mm. I think cyberpunk is, is that would make well I mean it's like I was, I was telling you the other day um, they're on about uh, Nightbreed being a TV series that could be really interesting mm. I mean uh, Weave World that's another one that I think would lend itself 
Yeah, we will would be good. Because you've got that many characters in it. Mm. You, it's too much for a film, but yeah. for a series. Mm. But I think uh, Cabal will, Nightbreed. That would be a really good series, that. Mm. Well, I can't find this damn thing about RAF and aliens. It's driving me nuts. Really booking me now. No. Oh, I'm getting his Rendlesham Forest. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> I always Rendlesham remember Forest. watching a TV series and the main characters was these young kids and they could talk to this alien called Chucky. I can't remember what the TV series was called, but this guy, this one lad was in direct connection with this alien called Chucky. And yeah, um, that was another one that I would, Love to remember what it was called, to be honest with you, than anything else. Mm -hmm. Chucky. Ah, so that's called Chucky. It was a 1984 six part TV drama based mm. on the 1968 novel of the same name. There you go. <laughs> just, yeah, just random. Lord of the Ring meets Dune in the past and the future. Oh. What? I'm just reading Bill. <laughs> Lord of the Rings meets June. God, that'd be messed up, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> More deep with big airy feet. <laughs> Are we off to the mines there, Mr. Frodo? <laughs> Go and get us up, mine. <laughs> now, do you remember? It was a BBC kids TV series back in late seventies called The Box of Delights. It rings a bell. Patrick Troughton played the I think it was Patrick Troughton. He played the old man who was the uh, the wizard, if you will. It was very similar to Rise of the Dark. That sort of young boy takes on the forces of evil, mm. helps helps the forces of light, sort of vibe to it. It was based on a book series. It was really, really good. Mm. Rings a bell. It does ring a bell. It's one of those that sort of stuck in my head. Mm. I'll tell you a film that's stuck in my head. I know we're slightly diverse in it. I haven't got a clue what it's called. It must have come out in the late 70s, early 80s. And basically, there's these three, I think I think it's three kids, and they end up staying at a manor house. And they end up drinking this stuff and going back in time where the manor house had got burnt down and they'd saved this, the other two children that was there. It was one of them films. So, like, you just made a, a spark in the old brain. I can't even remember what it was called. Very uh, Black Beauty-type style of filming. <laughs> I know the film you're on about. Um... And the kids oh. were there when the actual... Obviously, they'd gone back in time. They was there when the actual manor house had, was burning down and they saved the kid that was... Shouldn't have died, and mm. but I can't think yeah. of what it's called. Oh, I know the one because the little I think there's two of them ghosts, mm. and they keep on having flashbacks to the night of the fire. And yeah, um, he, 
one of them blames him. Oh, the stable boy blames himself for the death of his older brother. Mm, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's not Follyfoot. No. Follyfoot Farm. <laughs> God. God, but that's going back a bit. Follyfoot. Pretty... Wasn't that the one, the one with the lightning tree was the theme song? I can't remember. I remember the, 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 the name, but I can't remember the actual thing. Because my namesake, I believe, starred in that. Steve Hodson. Hmm. Mm. Pretty Peaches. No, I can't remember that one. Pretty Peaches. UK Vapester, hello and good afternoon. Why do I get the feeling that's possibly a Tracy Lords movie and we shouldn't be discussing it? Was one of them that that film was top shelf on at Blockbusters? <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of those that would have got you arrested in Soho, mate. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just turned, totally just turned around and said, "Don't, don't Google it. <laughs> Google it. Google it." <laughs> oh, we are. Bill's just confirmed. Follyfoot was the one with the lightning tree theme song, and Steve Hodgson did star in it. Oh, blooming I it's amazing. I, I find it amazing how you so like you start you start on a conversation about um, films, and then all of a sudden something pops in your head. Oh yeah, it's like I loved. <laughs> Sorry, Bill's just put blockbuster. Never had that. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the TV series of Dave the Triffids. Yes, I thought that was a. I mean, booming at what we're talking early eighties. There was two. There was there was a, a a late seventies, early eighties version, and there's recently been a reboot with his Eddie Izzard as the bad. Oh no no, I'm on about the eighties one. The eighties, early eighties one. I thought that was brilliant as a kid. That really struck my imagination. The image I've always got from that is the big gruff bloke with the bold brunette hair and his big raggy beard and the green Parker. I think he played the hero. Yeah, that were him. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it weird how these things just stick in your head? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we've done Battlestar and all the rest of it. Bionic Man. Do you think that would stand up to it? Mm, that's a tough one, that. I don't know. I think. I think. Yeah. I. I think. Especially this sci-fi. Especially technology. How it's got on now. I think. Uh, yeah. That could. Could have. Uh... See, a lot of people have got a soft spot for that, though. Mm. I mean, I, I. I would love to see it become more like the cyborg book it was based on. Mm. That was a lot darker. It wasn't as sort of family friendly. Yeah. Mm. And there was definitely no alien version of Bigfoot in it. <laughs> I used to like Bionic Woman as well. Now I thought the remake got slated on that. I never saw the. Arson. I never saw the remake. One that, that was, out, good. was it there out of um, Heroes? Was it, no, it, it was. Oh um, no, it wasn't. It were out of EastEnders, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. She mm. did. Uh, she starred in Door. Oh, it was one of the Doctor Who hour-long specials. Mm. Lady, Lady De Silva. Yeah, that's the one where they were on that desert, wasn't it? Yeah, where they were in the big bus. 
That's the one. Mm. Yeah, she was she was quite good in that, to be honest with you. She was very good in the Bionic Woman. Mm. Um, I, I think. Yeah, I, Lindsay Wagner. Oh, oh, don't you'll get me started on Charlie Angel, Charlie's Angels, and Cheryl Ladd. Oh, oh Charlie's Angels was ace. <laughs> I think it's weird though that when they do these remakes of the 70s stuff they tend to make them very camp yeah you know I mean the Starsky and Hutch I know Ben Stiller probably did it with tongue in cheek Mm. but it was a lot more camp than I remembered the 70s well Dukes of Hazzard wasn't too bad though that remake wasn't bad oh come on Daisy Duke was gorgeous (laughs) No Catherine back. <laughs> no, that's true, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I don't see why the 70s. I mean, Fall Guy, there's another one by uh, Lee Majors. Mm. That was always. I really enjoyed that as a Oh, kid. Fall Guy, yeah. Is it how they got around the PC problem? Yeah, it probably is, Bill. Mm. Probably is. That's why it was so camp. Mm. I mean,. It's not like you could have Love Thy Neighbour on these days, could you? No. No, 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 no. no. They're saying that. There's a lot of them you couldn't have on nowadays, especially from 70s. Oh, wow. I mean, George and Mildred and all them lot. (laughs) The problem is, though, it's stuff like... uh, Do you remember It Ain't Half Ottoman? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I, I thought that was... That's always got a warm place in my heart. But obviously, why do you whisper green grass? <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> lovely boy. Oh, lovely boy. <laughs> shoulders back. Shoulders back. You've got lovely shoulders. <laughs> uh, no, you, you. Yeah. I think some. I think. I mean, they tried to redo uh, Dad's Army, didn't they? And they didn't quite. They didn't pull off. Mm. I think that was more down to the actors that were portrayed in the original series. You know, Arthur Lowe, John LaMessure, they were all just iconic of their time. I mean, as you say, you get these time pieces. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was watching, uh, what was it, last night or the night before? I think it was Friday night, you know, after what you'd watched all your other bits and pieces. We were watching um, uh, Morecambe and Wise. Um basically like a tribute thing um mm. even that 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 style i think that's now part of history it, i don't think that'll ever be repeated and yeah, it's, um, it's the way that it was so like they started because it was all done on the broad not broadway but on stage it was a stage act that went to television hmm yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely sort of review, wasn't it? It was review entertainment, but on the telly. Mm. Um, and Pace, I, I watch those quite regularly, but I don't think they'd get half the audience now if you actually put them Hale on the telly. Pace, no. Saying that, the fast show, I think you'd struggle with fast show nowadays. Yeah, especially the uh, the guy who owned the manor and the, the gardener. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to see those two snog. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Problem on the uh, yeah, top acre farm there, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit where they had to do what were it, where it's sort of like they were pl- they're all in the pub and they had to play mm. the uh, banana apple, <laughs> and it was apple your banana wife <laughs> is dead. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Oh. <laughs> Happy days. Oh, two right eyes. <laughs> we, I still love the shh. We've just killed Jason Donovan. Yeah, I should be so lucky. Be so so lucky. lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, getting back to the, the, the sci-fi TV series, the, there was a plethora there really was and some of the British stuff I think was way better than the American mm. I think the only problem with ours was, was budget we never put any I mean you look at Doctor Who yeah Doctor Who is a classic one to, to look at I would say 90% of all Doctor Who had a good story behind them the actual I basis of him yeah. had good stories that what let it down was the budget. They just would not budget for it, especially on special effects and things like that with bouncy walls and all that kind of stuff. And towards the end of Doctor Who, the original series, um, it just the budget just disappeared completely, and you could see. And that's why I think it let its own down. But the the quality of the script writing disappeared because I mean, if you look at the the golden years. You've got Douglas Adams, you've got uh, Terence Dick. Mm. Yeah. It was all plot driven drama. Mm. You know, the, the, the special effects didn't take away from it. Mm. Yeah. You know? We have sarcasm as part of our humour, which is why the humour is different. I agree with that, mm. Bill. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, the, the, that's why I, I think Life on Mars didn't transfer to the American market that well that was brilliant though I love Life on Mars yeah yeah, the British version was superb Mm. you know who who else could pull off it's 1973 dinner time I'm having oops (laughs) (laughs) yeah Bill says they finally released all of the John Pertwee Doctor Who's Mm. They've converted them to uh, Blu-ray, aren't they? They're also doing, um, if I remember rightly, they are actually, you know how they did with Star Trek, the original series, how they redid uh, a lot of the uh, CGI? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're doing that with the Doctor Whos as well. They're updating them. That would be interesting. Mm. I haven't seen any, to be honest with you. I haven't seen any of the new renditions but uh, yeah by all accounts they're actually tweaking should we say the actual um, special effects side of it well I think was it, I was, yesterday I watched the regeneration from Pertwee into uh, Tom Baker mm-hmm. 
with the giant rubber spiders. That was awesome. <laughs> See, that's when I started watching Doctor Who because my first Doctor Who was John Pertwee. And it was so like, I cried. I can remember it distinctively. I can remember crying when John Pertwee died and Tom Baker came. See, my Doctor Who transition period was uh, Tom Baker into Peter Davison. Yeah, well, when that happened, I couldn't get used to that one because he was uh, Tristan. Yeah. It was like, no, no, he's not Doctor Who. He's Tristan. (laughs) No. It took me ages to get used to him. It was like, no, Tom Baker's Doctor Who. I mean, Tom Baker was the longest-running Doctor Who anyway. It was like, he's Tristan. No. He's with James Elliot and all them lot. He's not Doctor Who. I've just got visions of him with his arm halfway up the back of Kane. <laughs> Warm towels and soapy water. That's dermatitis, Mr. Elliot. And then when you had Colin Baker, I thought, well, he's a mardy little bugger. He was too pretty. Oh, you were right, Marty, though. I mean, it was good when mm. he uh, popped his gloves. That, 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 I'll never forget that one, where she's just bent over. Ah, oh, oh. Stop. <laughs> that was a highlight of my Saturday night, that one. <laughs> Bless you. Mm. <laughs> I'll never forget that, that regeneration. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's interesting now because obviously we moved, we're into the second reincarnation, if you will, mm. of the series. I've got big hopes for the next series. Obviously, we've got to wait a while for it. I'm just hoping oh, it's going to be as PC. Her, I, I know it sounds daft. Her, I didn't mind. That the 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 whole. Um, the doctor being a female didn't didn't bother me. In fact, I had high hopes. The girl that's actually playing doctor at the moment, there's something about her that I like. It's the rest of the gang that I can't be doing with. I really cannot be doing with the rest of the gang. I think they're an idiot, bunch of idiots. Especially uh, what's his name? Um, yeah, the comedian. My brain's gone dead. Bradley yeah. Walsh. Bradley Walsh. Mm. Can't stand him. Absolutely can't stand him whatsoever. And the two other characters, one was a police officer and one was sort of like um, a down-and-out lad that were best friends. And then all of a sudden, she never acts like a PC. Does she? Um, I think she did at the start. But yeah, yeah. She, she doesn't so much now. I mean... Mm. Bill's just uh, sorry. Rachel's just said she hasn't watched any Doctor Who since Matt Smith. She couldn't get on with Capaldi. I couldn't get on with Capaldi to be honest with you. I thought he was another angry Doctor. But the, See, I liked the, it. yeah, the first season I didn't really like him, but the second season that he was in, he got better. Too right. He really did get better. But I there was, was certain. I was actually good. Mm. When he, there was when little. He died. There was little quirky bits that I didn't like. One was the uh, glasses. I thought that was stupid. Him playing a guitar. I thought him playing a guitar was really stupid. I still still prefer Matt Smith. I liked Matt Smith. But Matt Smith was almost Patrick Troughton. You know, that sort of 
clown. He had the ability to become go serious and scary mm. like that, which yeah. was great. But a lot of his character seemed to be based off the Patrick Troughton sort of cheeky, chappy. Now, whereas I thought Capaldi was trying to copy Tom Baker. No, I, I didn't get that off Capaldi. Mm, I didn't I know did. what to make of him. Mm. I got uh, I got Tom Bakery, mm, the big um, the big voice, and mm, in the first uh, season. But the second season he was in, he all of a sudden became the Doctor, and he became his Doctor. Mm. I do. Oh, I big time agree with mm. that. I mean, the 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 final lines where he said, uh, where he's like, you don't have to be nice, but be kind. Mm. That that just mm. oh, that hit me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you think to Tennant? I just I don't want to go. <laughs> that was heartbreaking. I know yeah. it was so like. <laughs> yeah, but with Tennant, there was a lot of heartbreaking moments though. It was so like you had that point where um, Rose ended up going into the other dimension. Yeah. It was that point, and there was touching the wall it was and then when there was on the beach as well it was so like oh yes that was mega rory so i i I still say that tenant the the whole point with tenant was so like its own thing it really was because emotionally i think it got you really involved and you know why i don't think capaldi or uh the latest Doctor have got that sort of same involvement because you haven't got the Murray Gold soundtrack. Mm. Yeah. During during Tennant, during Smith, you had that mood music and you had the themes. Mm. You know, Madman in a Box, I Am the Doctor. Um, I mean, Rose sorry. Rose had her own, own theme, didn't she? Yeah, but it, saying that, it's same with uh, what's her face. What was what was the girl with Capaldi? I forget her name. Who was the original Dalek? Jenna Coleman. Mm. She had her own thing. What were her name though? In oh, um... oh, bloody hell! Clara, thank you, thank Clara. you, Rachel. She even had her own theme tune as well. Yeah, mm. but she she was. Tail end of Smith. Mm. Now, the, yes, they had the guitar music for her with Capaldi, mm. and I still love that bit. And there, there was a right moment right at the beginning where she got, obviously couldn't get on with Capaldi being the Doctor, yeah. and uh, Matt Smith rung her up in the in the past, and I thought that was so lovely. That it was so like you know, basically that's still me, and I thought it was quite clever that. Mm. And it's handing the torch over. Mm. That, that was the thing that I think sealed it for a lot of uh, fans. Prof. Hey, Prof. She started as a Dalek wanting souffle. She did. She, she started off a souffle girl. Yeah. Asylum of the Daleks. Mm. I thought that was brilliant, that. Oh, it was I so, so clever. And it was a very clever plot tool as well, where he, he deletes himself from the Dalek database. Yeah. Because that sort of notoriety restricted him so much. Mm. And then they built on that with Capaldi, didn't they? Mm. So, mm. 
I tell you one thing, we should have had Vic Weirs talking about Doctor Who like this. <laughs> Say cake three times. Oh, yeah, but the thing is, though, <laughs> with uh, Vic, uh, I was talking to Vic about Doctor Who at Expo, and now he can go into... I mean, he's really geeky about it. He can tell you the episode name and everything like that. I mean, I couldn't, I mean I've got all of them on uh, uh, Blu-ray, like, but I haven't got... So, like, I can't remember the exact name of the, each episode, but he can He's, he's that into it. Really? Yeah. We've got to do a Doctor Who episode, we think. If you'll do it. Yeah, that'd be good. That really I'd would be. That. I'd be just sat there going, yeah, I remember that bit. Yeah, I remember. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, gosh. Do you like... Going from the old Doctor Who to the new Doctor Who. So, when we used to be in the old Doctor Who, the theme, or should I say the storyline, went on from each week. So, you'd have mm. a season, and that season would be one long story. Whereas the new version of uh, Doctor Who was an episode virtually in its own with a backstory repeating. Which do you prefer? I like the hour. Yeah? Mm. The complete story within the hour rather than the six-parter or the four-parter. Um, I think I think they started playing two-parter episodes with Tom Baker for a while, didn't they? Mm. They were only two-parters. Mm. I think it makes it more accessible to people. Mm. Uh, because if you missed, say, the first episode of a four-parter, and then you know you only cut off the episode of the three, episode three. Mm. I liked it, it for the simple reason that you can pick any random DVD and mm. just slap an episode on, and yeah, you're you, you're there. I mean, one of the ones that I keep on watching over and over again, and it's. Uh, Doctor Who's hardly in it, and that's the uh, Whipping Angels. I love oh, that episode. Don't, don't blink, yeah. Mm. Awesome episode. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's I, called Blink. <laughs> yeah, don't blink. Mm. I mm. love that one, and he's hardly in it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Sally Sparrow, the, the actress who got to play her, was absolutely brilliant. And yeah. that scene, scene where she meets uh, her friend's brother for the first time, where he's like, Naked? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my oh. niece, uh, Fern, honestly, she absolutely loves Doctor Who. And she, it's got to have Amy Ponding. It's got to be Amy Pond. If it's not Amy Ponding, it, she's not bothered. But she loves Blink. Absolutely loves it. Now, I think when Matt Smith regenerated, yeah? Mm. Amy Pond was the most heartbreaking bit of that. You remember where the little girl went up the stairs and then Amy Pond, grown up, walked down mm. and sort of went, come on, it's time to go. Yeah. Mm. I was like, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the kiss of gun, the police woman outfit didn't hurt either. So yeah. Well, <laughs> a little something for the dads, eh? You know? Oh, yeah, something for the dads. A bit of blue for dads. Ah, a bit of blue. <laughs> oh, dear. oh, man. No, I mean, it, it, 
it's a balance these days, isn't it? Because everybody's that used to having stuff on demand and you want to be able to hit the ground running on everything. Mm. And I just wonder if we've lost part of the art of storytelling. Well, the latest Doctor Who they have anyway. Well, that's, I think that's down to uh, finding its feet. I think it's a bit more than it's finding its feet, to be honest with you. I think they've tried to... If you go back to the original, original Doctor Who, it was always a educational idea behind Doctor Who. Mm. And the the idea behind it was, obviously, it would give children a little bit of a history lesson with a bit of action and and that diluted, diluted completely until we got to where we are now. And then they've tried to bring it back, and I just don't think it works. No, I think they've tried to tick too many boxes with the, the various PC brigades. Mm. Uh, hopefully he's learnt his lesson, which is why I've got great hopes for this next series. I hope, I hope they just get rid of the companions. I think I, the, I, I think they had too many companions. I think one companion would have been fine instead of having three. I think one companion would have been fine. Could have been another girl. Could have been quite happy with that. But it felt to me like they was getting uh, Bradley Walsh in to sort of hmm. like back 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 it all up. And I it think it, that, some of his scenes have been the best part of the series, especially the interaction with um, his grandson. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he's 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 been the scaffolding mm. on some fairly weak writing from mm. the Doctor. Uh, I mean, if you were going to get rid of one of the companions, then I'd I'd lose uh, the police officer. Mm. I'd lose them all because they're not strong characters any of them are strong I mean compared to sort of like Amy Pond and people like that they're just not I don't think mm. you, for some reason I couldn't invest in them whereas people like Amy Pond and uh, Clara you could actually invest you wanted to invest invest in them as, as characters, there was a certain amount of humour with them as well. Mm. You know, um, Amy Pond, the way she totally dominated Rory. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but you uh, felt you you felt for Rory. Yeah, you did. You felt for him. You actually felt for that lad. And but these characters, I just never. No, they just annoyed me. It was just not. No, I'm going to throw something in the pot here. I think mm. the thing is, there are going to be people that those characters resonate with. Mm. Um, and it may just be a case of, you know, we will eventually start to feel something like Capaldi, mm. you know, because he was very bombastic when he started. Mm. But as I said, by the end of his reign, he brought so much to that role, you know, yeah, and but I, like I mean, let's face it. You you even had an investment in Rose's mum. I'd love to have an investment in Rose's mum. <laughs> I've had a soft spot for Rose's mum for a long time. Yeah, so have I. <laughs> Wasn't she in Rent a Ghost? 
Uh, I'm trying to. I, I've been thinking about. She was in. She was in King Ralph. Mm. Uh, I, I'm just thinking. Oh, Bill's just agreed with you, and they're trying to make it too PC. Even Rose Tyler was a good character, mm. and then Gab's just put same solo and watched the first three and then stopped. Which is a fair point. I mm. mean. To be honest, I still I think, think that she's going to be a good doctor. I think she needs to find a feat. But I think the the gap that they're leaving between the first season and the second season is way too much. Mm. Which I can't understand. They didn't do a um, a Christmas special. Now, is, is it more to do with the... Is Broadchurch uh, requirements or... Mm, I don't know. Uh... I mean, let's face oh. it. I mean, you, you're talking about Doctor Who. We even got invested in so like, um, what's the other one? Um, Touchwood. I mean, I love Touchwood. Touchwood. <laughs> Touchwood. That sounded slightly rude. <laughs> I, I touched wood. <laughs> I think Jack did on many an mm. occasion, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Camilla. Cordroy, that's who plays Jackie Tyler's mum. Mm. I'm sure she were in blooming uh, Rent a Ghost. I'm just checking for you, mate. Um, oh, blimey. Don't want to see it. No, I can't understand why they cancelled Torchwood. Torchwood. <laughs> I thought it was. It had gone a very strange direction. Because the first two series seemed more like the Doctor Who format, mm. and then but they went da- a... then they went darker. It went very dark, mm. but it, it also went to a single story arc. Mm. Which... I, I I always thought that Torchwood could have been more the adult version of Doctor Who. I was hoping that's what it would mm. end up, because I think. And I think that's how they envisioned it mm. at the start. Because if you remember that scene in the first episode where she's in the nightclub, things got a bit racy, to say the least. You know, you'd never have gone that far on Doctor Who. Did you but... go to watch the Spice Girls, Mark? I know they are a big on your musical influence. <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you trying to say about my mate? No. <laughs> But keep on seeing it. Are they doing something now? Because I keep on seeing them on Twitter advertising blooming crisps or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. They've mm. got to come back to all plans. Probably. Right. I cannot see Rent a Ghost anywhere there. She was in Boom. She yeah, she was, wasn't she? Hawks. Do you remember Hawks? The film with uh, where they were dying of cancer? No. That was That was a good film. I remember Terror Hawks. Oh, blimey, yeah. <laughs> Windsor Davis as Sergeant Zero. <laughs> Nuns on the Run. Fry and Laurie, King Ralph. In Boone again. Rumpole with the Bailey. Touch of Frost. Now, Doctor Who's the biggest thing she's been in, to be hmm. honest. Oh, she was in Ashes to Ashes. Was she? Uh, yeah, apparently played Gloria, which I believe was one of the 
they were doing an episode where one some hooker had been killed, and uh, I think she played one of them. Hmm. But, uh, yes. No, she's one of those faces you really recognise, isn't she? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I'll have to check that uh, video out of the Ice Bucket Challenge after this. But... <laughs> well, we've got 10 minutes to go. I'm going to ask you a question. Who would you have liked to have been the Doctor? Oh. Oh. You know the one I'd really like to have seen more of? John Hurt. Mm. I would really love to have seen an episode with John Hurt. I think the perfect one would have been, if he wasn't doing Sherlock, would have been Mr. Cornyback. No. Nah. He'd have been a good doctor. Too pretty. Too, too pretty. Oh, no. The way that he was in Sherlock. Yeah. No. No, I don't think it ever worked. I really don't. Hmm. Um, let's have a think. Ah. Oh, what's he... Um... Oh, was pegged as James Bond. Oh, he does the Sky adverts. Oh, yeah. Um, him who played... Um... He played that cop. What's it called now? Um, Lou, uh, Luke, uh, Lucas, no. Lucas? Oh. Lucas, I'm sure. Is it Lucas or something like that? Sure. He was the gatekeeper in uh, Thor. Yeah, played Heimdall. Mm. See, um, why is it I can remember that, but I can't remember. What was his name? <laughs> Yeah, I know who you're on about. He is Idris Elba. That's it, yeah. He would make a fantastic doctor. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he would be a good doctor. Mm. He would He would be a scary doctor. Mm. Yeah, you wouldn't mess with him. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that could really, really work. Because mm. you can imagine this sort of softer side being... Sort of yeah, yeah. Almost like an Eccleston sort of... Yeah, I mean, Eccleston was really, really good. I just wish he'd done more than one season. I think he did the right thing doing what he did. Well, he fell out with BBC, didn't he? Yeah, but he's now the one that you're always going to want more of. Mm. You know, I mean, a lot of people sort of um, were quite... What's the word? I wonder... They sort of moaned about that when Tennant did all the one-hour specials. Mm. You know, it was too much. There's quite a few people that sort of watched Doctor Who and I talked with that weren't happy with just, like, the one-hour special. It was either going to be a series or forget it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because they did ramp it up. Mm, of course they did. <laughs> mm. Right, we're, we're getting so, to that, that time, kiddo. You haven't answered who you thought. I did. Who do you say? Mr. Come on me back. <laughs> Obviously my mind just censored that bit. <laughs> Sorry, dear boy. <laughs> so yeah. who would be your second choice? <laughs> 
Who would be my second choice for the Doctor, a modern-day Doctor? Mm. Um, do you know, so I am megaly struggling. I, it's a very, it's, it's probably the most easiest role to fall into, but really, it's a hard role to do and to do mm. it good. So yeah, I'm going to struggle at the present moment to actually think of anybody else. I'm trying to think who played John Watson. You know the guy who, who was opposite Cumberbatch. Oh, uh, who played Watson? Martin Freeman. Yeah, he mm. would be a good one. As he'd well, be a cuddlier doctor. Yeah, he'd be a cuddlier doctor, but he'd be also serious as well. Yeah, be like being told off by your teacher, wouldn't it? Mm. I don't, I don't know if he could. Hmm. That'd be interesting. That one. Hmm. You could play with that one. Hmm. But anyway, sorry, we've reached that time, haven't we? I'm, we certainly I'm extending are. again. <laughs> well, I've got to admit, this is the longest uh, tales from the home uh, episode so far. <laughs> Coming up to nearly two hours. Yeah, it's Doctor Who that's done it. <laughs> and Tetley wants Vic to be uh, Doctor Who. <laughs> Imagine that, that'd be censored, wouldn't it? <laughs> God, TVP is his uh, companion. He <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't get out of the town, he would just be opening the door, hurling abuse at me. <laughs> Oh, I'd uh, love to see that now. <laughs> Mark is the companion in Doctor Who. <laughs> that's just no. You have to show that one after Watershed. <laughs> You're not kidding. Oh, oh but right, <laughs> we we better start calling this a day. <laughs> So for those of you that are still with us, thank you so much for joining us. It really does mean everything. I mean, it always makes the show um, in no small way. You know, um, where's that gone? Don't you love it when you, your chat disappears? So, <laughs> it's a Sunday, is it? Yes, it is, Bill. It's Sunday. So, I mean... <sighs> Oh, that's an interesting one. Torchwood should have been a more grown-up uh, Doctor Who, but was planned that way, but it fell foul of BBC policy. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. So the guys that commissioned it didn't like what they commissioned. Mm. Hmm. Mm. It doesn't make sense. Mm. But thank you for joining us, as I say. The comments, you know... I must admit, I enjoy the live because we, we get the comments and we get the feedback and, you know, it's a lot. It, touch, touch Woods a shopping centre near me and it's quite posh too. <laughs> Thank you, Timmy. <laughs> it may, it's so nice to have that sort of interaction. So if you want to join us, please feel free to join us next week. We'll be doing this again, same time, same channel. Same network. Same network. I'm, God knows how long it'll go on for next week. <laughs> <laughs> for more vape-related stuff, you can join us on DM service on a Thursday. You certainly can. Live, with... live at seven pm Thursday every Thursday. Mm. 
Yep. Join us with Chris and Aiden, Little Bro Vapes. We might get some vape out of our picnic basket. <laughs> oh, let's not start that one again. <laughs> So a big thank you to joining us and I'm going to hand you over to Mark. Thanks ever so much everybody. It has been an absolute pleasure on this Sunday afternoon. It's been an absolute joy. Just want to say happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. Hope you've had a wonderful day. Been treated spoilt rotten cards beer and all that good stuff hope you've been had a wonderful day it's been uh, yes so thank you steve it's been an absolute pleasure and i can't wait for next week which will be uh, episode 10 double figures we're going into double figures i can't believe that double figures so uh, yeah thank you to everyone in chat and i'm going to say tra so Bye! I'm gonna get the outro bit. Where is it? There you go. <laughs> oh, I say. <laughs> <laughs>